Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I just believe um, in the workplace today, um, the standard that the Shield stands for in the NFL um, that, uh, you know, that you have to stand for that and protect that. That was just a taste. A snippet. Ooh. A glimpse. Ooh. Of what went down yesterday. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> Lord, Jim Ursay, American hero. American badass. <laughs> we got a lot to say about that. You know, Wednesday's in season, my favorite show, because we have the freest reign. We're not dictated by anything. There's no game to preview or react to. It's the midpoint between the week that was and the week that is to come. But a lot happened yesterday in New York City when the league gathered for their quarterly meeting. So that's going to dominate the discussion here and elsewhere today. We got plenty of things to say about Jim Ursay, Dan Snyder, and more infighting among the members of Club Oligarch here on PFT Live. Presented by Google Pixel. Boom. Learn more at googlestore.com. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning, Michael. Somebody got a haircut yesterday. You're looking sharp there, I, Slugger. You didn't? Extra gel today. Extra gel. Okay. It looks like there's like a little less hair on top. I thought maybe you got it cleaned <laughs> up. <laughs> maybe some fell out yesterday during the frenetic nonstop action with statements and counter statements. I got four or five different emails from a commander spokesman yesterday. Oh, I bet. You responses were in it. <laughs> to this story and that story and this story. Good Lord, it didn't stop. It was one of those days where... Nothing was really happening, and yet everything was happening. By the way, by the way, there isn't so much going on that we can't waste some of Bobby D's time by talking about our own yeah. personal stuff. Let, let me just make this observation about my studio assignment right? and location. When I am not there in studio, and I was back there in studio for the first time in a long time on Monday, but every other show 
and pretty much for three years continuously I've been here. There are two moments per year where I realize I have forgotten to do something very important. One happens usually around May, and that is I've forgotten to turn the air conditioner on, which leads to a very long and hot morning. And then occasion number two is, you know what? They may see my breath. By the time this is all over, yeah, so you're that I've cold in there. <laughs> it is very cold, chattering teeth cold. David Letterman's studio cold. That's how cold it is up here right now. So I I made a mental note last night because Tuesday night. I don't know where what what day it is where the rest of you may live. And when I grew up, it was always Monday night. But Tuesday night is get the garbage out night. So oh, gotcha. as I was getting the garbage out. Last night and I every once in a while and this is as useless as anything we'll ever talk about. But every once in a while, I think back to what the trash cans were like when I was a kid. And oh, man, like having now. to drag them. Right. Like, like literally <laughs> metal, drag them on the ground. The, the metal cans with the two thin handles that dug into the flesh of your fingers if there was a lot of stuff in the can. So you did drag them instead of trying to carry them because they would cut your fingers. Right. and They were rusty. So you'd. You'd have tetanus and die. Yeah, now you got these. You got these. You know, you just tilt it back a little bit. Oh, and it does it for you. Driving a car, exactly. I know. uh, You're you're exactly right. Well, first off, it is like the. It's it's the coldest day of the year so far here, at least as far as waking up in the morning. I don't know what temperature it hit there in West Virginia, but walking outside this morning was the first morning I went, oh, gosh, okay. It was like 36, 37 degrees where I live. So, uh, yeah, it definitely woke me up this morning. And then the garbage can thing, I can remember. I didn't have many chores growing up. Okay, Silver Spoon environment. But one of my chores was to take laissez-faire was to take out the garbage. And, you know, we had that that time. It wasn't the metal garbage cans anymore, but it was like the hard plastic ones. Right. Where you drag them to the end of the driveway. And, you know, I drive, you know, drag them there two, you know, two times a week, two times back. And they they had holes in the bottom. And I can still remember the day my mom got like the new garbage cans with the wheels on them. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is unbelievable. It's going to make my job so much easier instead of me backpedaling and, you know, putting my legs and my quads into it to pull the garbage down to the uh, end of the driveway at the, the Sims Good household. exercise. Yeah, right. It was, it was good, good exercise. Unfortunately, it was always like, oh, no, I got to take the garbage out. And it was like 1030 at night or 1015 at night. So that was when you wanted to exercise as a child. Well, look, I, the technology was vastly different in the 1970s. It was the metal cans that weren't all that big. We had two of them. And there was no such thing as the fancy garbage bag that went over the can that just tied up. Please. We haven't heard that in a while, though. I kind of like it. It is good. Yeah. Back in your um, day of the metal garbage but, can. Uh, but, we, you know, the garbage bags were the leftover Grocery bags, the brown paper bag that you brought home from the grocery store got saved because then you stuck it in your trash can and you put your trash in it and you carried that out. So sometimes that was a little gross and it didn't hold in all the smells, especially when a certain five-year-old would piss in the garbage in the morning because he wouldn't go. He wanted to watch uh, cartoons and wouldn't go back upstairs. I've confessed to that before. You peed in the front yard, I peed in the garbage until the day my mom said, why is this wet? And I thought, you know what, they're eventually going to figure this out. And I would have stopped by the time 
I was responsible for taking the bags of garbage out to the can <laughs> and so. eventually taking the can out to the curb. So anyway, during garbage night, I thought I should probably turn the heat on for tomorrow morning. And, of course, I forgot. So that's my story. Bobby D., you can start watching the show now. We're going to pivot to the things that actually matter. <laughs> Although, you know what? I got Did you ever hear from Bobby emails. D.? I did not hear from Bobby D. Good, he Bobby didn't D hear it. not have been very Screw happy. Screw you, with, Bobby D. You didn't hear it. The, <laughs> he, the, or, or, or he just didn't like right. the retaliation. He'll never complain again. Hmm. But a lot of other people, especially folks, because I thought maybe this is a UK mentality where they don't like. Oh, oh no, they, they they love it. They love it. They love to listen to us for some reason. I don't know. We maybe we have a very deranged group that that watches this show. I don't know. They love to listen to us talk about meaningless stuff. So, Good. which pretty much sums up the full two hours. But they <laughs> That's particularly right. like You're the here. meaningless stuff in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> PFT, meaningless stuff for two hours. Tune in tomorrow. Pretty effing trivial would I guess be the, the uh, acronym. Uh, anyway, let's get to it. Let's Nothing trivial it. happened yesterday in New York City. And let, let me set the stage here because we know – that the storm clouds are gathering over commander's owner, Daniel Snyder. And if there was any doubt, the lengthy ESPN.com article from last week, and I doubt that anyone read the whole thing. That's the little inside secret among people in this business. We all say bravo when somebody writes a 10,000-word article, but nobody ever reads it all. I guarantee you no one in this business read every word of that article. But there was enough to get people to say, it's getting pretty deep for Daniel Snyder, and this is going to be an issue next week. And I had reported on Football Night in America. There was no doubt this was going to be discussed in the owners-only session that was scheduled for late yesterday afternoon. But before they could even commence the owners-only session, enter Jim Arsay, American badass, with his thoughts on whether or not Snyder should be ousted from Club Oligarch. Here's Arsay from yesterday. You know, it's a difficult situation. Um, you know, I believe that there's merit to remove him as owner of the Redskins. Um, I think it's something that uh, we have to review. We have to look at all the evidence and we have to be thorough in going forward. But, um, you know, I think it's something that has to be given serious consideration to. Jim, you said that Dan Snyder should get removed. Should the Snyder family sell? Should I, I said he should. There's consideration that he should be removed. You know, we have to complete the investigation. But, but to me, um, it's something that I think serious consideration has to be given to the removal. And we have complete authority to do that. Of him or just or the family, period? I, I think... Uh, in general, of of him uh, being removed and selling the franchise. So, in other words, the family. In other words, all Snyder's out has having any involvement in the franchise. And we'll give Jim some slack for the slip of the tongue early on when he used the former name of the team. That was the only misstep that he had. Everything he said was spot on. And he said what everyone else is thinking. That's what we pride ourselves on. Yeah, right. This show and the website that I found in November 1, 2001, almost 21 years ago to the day, 
has always been premised on the idea of saying the things that everyone else is thinking but no one else will say. Ursay did it yesterday, and credit to him. It was the elephant in the room, and he jumped on its back, and he wrote it all over Dan Snyder. And uh, it, it was a thing of beauty. It, it, it really was. Uh, I fully support everything he said because I know that he's far from alone. The question is, are there 23 others of like mind? That's really what's to be determined at some point down the road. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you're right. I, I give him credit, too. I do. And again, he wasn't, like, accusing. Hey, he's, you know, like you said, one of the 32 oligarchs. He's just saying there's merit. There is merit which is true. I mean, we would all agree with that, that there is merit to the thought of removing the Snyder family as an owner. Of course there is. It's like the, the, the black spot or the bad spot or whatever the hell they call that spot, you know, on the league right now is the Washington Commanders organization. And then, of course, the emails and all the things that have gone on. I mean, other than Deshaun Watson, it's by far – the worst story in football over the what last two or three years, Mike? Am I? I'm right around that range, right? And then of three course, three years at least. Three years at, at least, least. Three years, right? And he didn't accuse. He said, "Hey, we want to see all the evidence and and gather all the information." He wasn't trying to like say, "No, he's got to be out of here." Uh, I'm with you. I really give give him a lot of respect for uh, acknowledging it. Honestly, if the owners didn't acknowledge it, or at least he didn't acknowledge it yesterday. I think that almost comes out as like tone deaf. It, it's 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 like insensitive. So the fact that he did it, I think, saves the other thirty-one from you know acting like, wait, what? What the hell did you guys do in there? You didn't talk about the thing that's like maybe going to ruin the league. What, what the hell are you meeting for? So uh, yeah, good for him. I'm with you, Mike, all the way there. The the behavior and the allegations have dragged down the reputation of everyone that was also part of what Ursay said yesterday and it makes them all look bad it makes yeah. them all look like they're not responsible business people that they don't know how to run an organization right. that it's they the allow boys club. things to happen that right. shouldn't happen it's the madmen of the early yeah. 60s chasing the secretary around the desk and all of the other stuff that used to be commonplace that is still happening or was still happening because again they, and we must give the Washington franchise all credit for changing with the figurative gun to their head. They play that song, Chris, and this drives me, I almost said it, effing crazy. Every time they're criticized, they get indignant. They don't just point out, we've made all these changes over the last two years. They get indignant and pissed off at you for not giving them due credit for everything they've done with a gun to their head over the last two years, because if they hadn't done it, he already would have been forced to sell. He didn't do any of this because he had some epiphany on the road to Damascus. He was going to be thrown overboard, and he did what he had to do to stay on the ship, at least for now. May not, may not be good enough. See, I think that's, that's the ultimate frustration. Snyder's got to be thinking, I did all this stuff, and they're still trying to throw me off. What's going on here? They wanted me to do all this stuff, and I did it. So that should work, right? Well, no, maybe it's not enough. Now, uh, the commanders fired back on various fronts yesterday. Here's the email that was sent in response to the comments from Jim Ursay. It's highly inappropriate, but not surprising, that Mr. Ursay opted to make statements publicly based on falsehoods in the media. It's always our fault, isn't it?
That's an aside. Hmm. It is unfortunate that Mr. Ursay decided to go public with his statement today while an investigation is in process and the team has had no opportunity to formally respond to the allegations. The commanders have made remarkable progress. There it is. <laughs> we have remarkable progress over the past two years with a gun to our head. We are confident that when he has an opportunity to see the actual evidence in the case, Mr. Ursay will conclude that there is no reason for the Snyders to consider selling the franchise and... They won't. You know, when I see that and they won't, my first thought is, oh, boy, hey, this is going to get real. But then I think back to 2013. Yeah. When. Never. When, when, when uh, all caps never. Right. Was Snyder's response right. to changing the name of the franchise that Ursay inadvertently uttered yesterday. So that has no credibility because all caps never. O'clock came and went a couple of years ago. And, and they won't. O'clock is probably going to come at some point. In the next few years, it, it's going to be ugly, Chris. It's going to be a fight. There will be lawyers. There will be blood. There will be allegations. There may be dirt. And Ursay is the perfect one. He really to is. Stand in the face of it. Because what can you do to Ursay? I, what I don't can you think say he about Ursay right. he doesn't that care we about don't his already dirt. suspect <laughs> right. or know? Right. Exactly right. We know he likes to spend cash. We know he likes to have a little fun at times, you know. Whether we do, you're right. I, I don't think there's going to be anything turned over with Jim Irsay's life that we're all going to go, you know, I didn't think he was like that. It's, it's kind of out there, the kind of man he is. Exactly right. And again, where, you know, the, the comment where I disagree, I mean, of course I disagree with the remarkable progress thing. Like, get over it. Like, what? that's like a free pass. Like, we were shitty forever, but these last two years, <laughs> we've been pretty good. So don't forget about haven't that shitty forever bank. spot. Haven't robbed a bank yeah, in two years. Right. Haven't shot somebody in two years. We're remarkable pro- uh, progress here. I mean, so, I mean, you're right. It holds no water. And uh, Ursay, again, like to say that it was inappropriate, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know who could be watching or listening to that and say what he said was inappropriate. He addressed a huge situation. And yeah, I'm interested in uh, what I want to know, Mike, or at least your thought here, you know, do you think it was tactical? Do you think other owners put them up to it? Uh, I know I saw a little blurb you wrote yesterday, you know, kind of throwing that out there, but I I thought the same thing at first too, were they kind of trying to gauge the, you know, how the media would cover it and maybe Snyder's reaction here just to jumpstart it? Or do you think he kind of just came out of left field and just said, you know, the hell with it. I'm going to answer the question and here we go. Quaker has been a trusted name in breakfast for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, and the ballpoint pen. And while a lot of things have changed since then, some things have stayed the same, like the great taste and quality of Quaker oats. Quaker has something for everyone, like old-fashioned and quick oats, great for cooking and baking, or instant oatmeal in different flavors and varieties, whether it's lower sugar or added protein or fiber. Quaker oats can satisfy the whole family. There's even... Quaker Fruit Fusion, with real fruit pieces, added vitamins, and no artificial colors for a bold start to a bold morning. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats in your local grocery store. I kicked around on that possibility a little bit yesterday, and I wasn't able to put any meat on that bone. There's some common sense to it. And maybe it's just one owner who 
wanted Pushed him that way. someone yeah. and maybe just got him cranked up a little bit. We know how people are. We know that people like to stir it up a little bit, and it doesn't take much with some people. You just plant the seed, and the seed grows automatically on its own, and you go out and say that thing that the other person wants him to say. Happens all the time in all walks of life. So I don't know that there was a concerted plan among a cabal of owners who are behind this idea of getting rid of Snyder. All it would have taken was one person who is secretly and quietly anti-Snyder to get Ursay cranked up. But there's also a chance it was just Ursay going rogue and doing the NFL a favor because it did put the topic into the mainstream thought process among NFL media and fans. And and the league will now see that, you know, where where's the pro-Snyder pushback in the red state, blue state reality in which we now reside as we approach yet another election, we're as fractured as ever. Where's the fracture on this? Other than Snyder putting out statements on his own behalf, who's out there saying, how dare Jim Ursay besmirch the good name of Daniel Snyder? They're in a single person. The fans of the team want Snyder to sell. They are going to party in the streets if this happens. And you know what? The only people, Chris, and I... I know there's merit to this. There are some owners who would quietly support Dan Snyder for one simple reason. They like kicking his team's ass once or twice a year. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. That may be one of the reasons why Jerry Jones. Yeah, right. Keep that. Keep him there. Supporting. Right. Keep Let's him keep, there. Dis- dysfunctional teams do dysfunctional things. There's no and doubt. The thing that they don't consistently do is win. Right. So it's easier for me to check that box twice a year. If Dan Snyder is owning the commanders, because God forbid they get somebody in there who really knows what he's doing yeah. and turns the team around. Right. And then I got to deal with a tough opponent twice a year. I already got my hands full with the Eagles and now the Giants may finally be doing something. I don't need the commanders to be nipping at my heels as well. Yeah, that's a real thing. I mean, it's, it's the oldest trick in the book. There are there are coaches in football who go, oh, we're, we're so happy that team owns or that guy owns that team in our division. And he hires who he hires. I mean, there, there's there's more than a few that have that feeling. Or, you know, you talk about Nick Saban in Alabama. I love when he beats the crap out of some SEC team, you know, for like the ninth year in a row by, by 40 points. He's a hell of a coach. He's a great coach. Oh, my gosh, what a great program. I mean, yeah, of course. he wants Don't fire him. Yeah, don't, don't fire, fire him. him. We love kicking his ass by 40 every year. Please. He does. He's great. Uh, so, it is. It's funny that way. But um, Ursay tiptoed to the edge just perfectly there. He really did. I don't think he's going to get himself in trouble or anything liable that way, right, Mike? And, and you know, I think, again, he jump-started the conversation. I think what the disappointing part is, you know, as we dive further into this conversation, is that, okay, th- that was it, though. The, the fact that there was no – the biggest story in the sport outside of just what's going on on the football field right now, all right, is this, period. And it, it does have the chance to ruin the league. And I just am shocked a little bit that there, you know, was not more conversation about this during the owners meeting. Again, I I question that. The two biggest subjects in the league right now are the Washington Commanders and that if you kiss the quarterback, you get a 15-yard penalty. It's nothing to pass here. And we didn't discuss them yesterday. And that's – I don't understand that. And that bothers me as a fan and as an ex-player and a guy that loves the NFL. Well, we'll get to nothing the passer later in the program. Here's what Commissioner Roger Goodell had to say to reporters in his traditional post-meeting media availability. 
It's an ongoing investigation. Uh, it's what we talked about. There were no interim reports. Uh, we have not gotten interim reports. Uh, we do not provide any because we don't have them. Uh, when Mary Jo White is done with her investigation, we will share that with the membership and share it publicly as we committed to before. Uh, and I was very clear with them there's no reason for there to be any speculation uh, at this point in time or discussion until we have the facts. And so that was my message to the ownership, and there was little or no discussion. Are you surprised? Are you disappointed that Jim Ursay had strong comments about it? No. How do you like that? How do you feel about it? Pardon me? How do you feel about that? How do I feel about what? His comments. I just said, and I said it to the membership, speculation without facts is not a very positive thing to do. I think everyone deserves to have facts and to make sure those decisions are made with facts. And the membership will have that opportunity. Do you feel that Dan Snyder is good for the league? I feel that everyone deserves the opportunity to make sure that they know the facts. So speculation is not beneficial. I feel that strongly in my heart. So he doesn't have a problem with what Jim Mercy said, but he's counseling the owners against speculation until they can get the results of the report that eventually will be given to them by Mary Jo White, who is doing a follow-up investigation into multiple allegations directly against Daniel Snyder that weren't part of the prior investigation conducted by Beth Wilkinson. This almost sounds like, like a joke, like I've made this up, like how convoluted can this be? This is yeah. all, this is the timeline. This is the chain of events. They had a 10-month investigation conducted by Beth Wilkinson that they buried, swept it under the rug, kept it under the rug. So as I see the commissioner talking about, let's not speculate when we don't know the facts. You have access to facts. Beth Wilkinson has a file that for some reason you don't want to see. You've gotten the summaries. You didn't get a report. You know why they didn't get a written report? They didn't want a written report because a written report from Beth Wilkinson would have said, you should require this guy to sell the team. So they have been complicit in this, they being the league office. They have run interference, and I don't know whether it's because Roger Goodell's afraid of what Daniel Snyder may have, Jeff Pash is afraid of what he may have, Jeff Pash, the general counsel, who was implicated in some emails that he shared with former Washington President Bruce Allen that made Pash look bad last year. That was the chaser to the John Gruden emails, didn't get the same traction as Gruden, didn't force Pash out of a job, but it was embarrassing. It was a bad look for the NFL. They, for some reason, Chris, July 1 of 2021, buried the evidence that Beth Wilkinson had generated. So, Roger, don't stand up there talking about speculation. We're past speculation. We have an investigation that got the guy essentially suspended, and he's still essentially suspended more than a year later. And he had to pay $10 million and $7 million in legal fees. You have facts. You have evidence already. This isn't speculation. We're just waiting for more. We already have some. Some that got the guy in very deep crap with the NFL. And now we're just waiting for, I guess, the final straw that's going to break the camel's back. Yeah, well, I guess that's what I was going to ask you, right? I mean, I guess, are they treating the Beth Wilkinson and and all of that as just like, hey, that's that's there and done with, and he's been penalized for that, and they're just waiting for the other shoe to fall? You know, again, Roger, I think, said the right things. You know, he did a good job in pursuing or or, or at least um, supporting Jim Irsay to a degree, like you said there. 
You know, I do, I do think he has to say the things about, hey, we want more facts to come out, but I, I guess they're not even acknowledging that last. Like, he's paid his suspension, he's paid his fine, and that's that. This is a new ball game they're waiting on here. Or they're waiting for more information from this new investigation to come out so that they can really, I guess, go to the full court press. I don't know, Mike. I'm asking you. I think you. that's the key. Yeah, right? I think that's the key. Right. And, and we'll talk more about the evidence that was gathered by Beth Wilkinson and how that is impacting current events in a few minutes. There's a lot to get to, and I'm trying to have some sort of logical flow to this right. so people understand how it all fits together. But I think you hit the nail on the head. Roger Goodell is treating what happened in the past as over and done, the initial investigation. If they are going to make a run at Dan Snyder, it's going to be a direct result of the evidence that they get in the Mary Jo White follow-up investigation. And will that be enough to tip 24 towards saying, make this guy sell? Will there be greater transparency there? Will there be... Facts and details, the Robert Sarver case, the Phoenix Suns owner who was essentially forced to sell when the NBA punished him. They had some facts. There were never facts about Snyder in July of 2021. This time around, it doesn't take much to start the groundswell where people say this guy's just got to go. Now, whether he responds to it that way is a different issue because he's Daniel Snyder. Here's another reason why it was smart for Roger Goodell to do what he did yesterday. If and when the legal crap hits the fan, the NFL will try, as we've seen time and again, to get any litigation in its own in-house secret rig kangaroo court over which Roger Goodell presides. And we've seen in past cases the things Roger Goodell has said be used against him in the arguments as to why he's not fit to be the person who decides these issues. So smart play yesterday coming off as the voice of reason. Let's not prejudge. Everyone's entitled to a voice. Everyone's entitled to a defense. Everyone's entitled to their side of things. So even though Snyder and his lawyers will still argue aggressively that Roger Goodell is not the person who should be resolving this, if they think Roger Goodell would not give them the ruling they want, it's smart for Goodell to not give them any extra ammunition to say he's not fit to be the one who decides this issue. Yeah, that's right. I, I, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. But why? When he can maybe have a, a real say in the matter here. And, yeah, he doesn't want it to look biased uh, as far as sides he's taking or anything. That's what he's got to do is leadership. But, man, I, I uh, again, we'll see where this goes. And, and obviously, we're going to have to wait for the, the Mary Jo White investigation to, to finish here. But I, I just have a hard time thinking that, if it's not like total exoneration as it sits right now, I mean, like total and like, wow, like everything we've heard and all that, it just, it all ended up being just some disgruntled employees, you know, throwing stuff out there, which I highly doubt. Right. But I, I, I just got to think that the owners want him out of there. I, I just, I, Ursay, I think is speaking for others for sure, or at least it's on their mind. How could they not? I mean, again, it's a, one of the best franchises in football that's fallen to crapville over the last 20 years. I mean, it's, it's one of the traditional like organizations in the history of football and they're not relevant, let alone kind of a laughing stock, kind of like got a stadium in the middle of nowhere that nobody, not even their fans want to go to. 
I mean, just from that aspect alone, like business part of it, I got to think the owners are disappointed in that fact with the Washington you know, franchise, you know, other than maybe the teams in the NFC East who just want to beat their ass all the time. And then the fact that, you know, he's, there's, you know, a, a feeling of he could go scorched earth and, and, and threaten all of us and all of that. I can't imagine those guys, the, those 31 people, you back them into the corner with threats. Oh, yeah, yeah, they want to keep you around and let you hang around in the club. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, good luck with that. So, you know, again, I, I just got to think it's going that way, and we'll see whenever this report comes out. But I'm, um, I'm certainly more interested now after yesterday. Yeah, I think the reality is when these threats are made directly or via the ESPN report, more on that in a second, I think that it just makes the owners who are determined to act more determined to be careful and dot their I's, cross their T's, yeah, and their P's right. and Q's, and make sure they do everything in a way that is buttoned up and strategic and effective. And what happened yesterday, because there was a, a complete and total expectation, I had said Sunday night, no doubt that Daniel Snyder would be discussed during the owners-only session. Well, Jim Ursay did the discussion publicly. He lit the fuse before the owners-only session. So right out of the gates, the aforementioned Jeff Pash, who was implicated in the email scandal last year, shut it down, I'm told, per source with knowledge of the situation. Pash said, we're not talking about this in here. And think about it. Tanya Snyder is in the room, the representative of Daniel. Now, I guess they could ask her to leave like they did with Steve Ross at one point when they were just, oh, no, they did it with Stan Kroenke. I'm sorry. Earlier this year when they were discussing what yes. they were going to do about the St. Louis his, lawsuit, the St. Louis settlement, right. and they resolved that yesterday. Uh, Stan Kroenke is paying the majority of the money. But whatever they say, you know, if you're going to have litigation, the, the billionaires start popping off. That all becomes discoverable, as the lawyers say. You can take depositions of the owners and say, what did they say about Daniel Snyder? In the room. What did he say? What did she say? What did you say? So Jeff Pash wisely pulling the plug on any private conversation that really wouldn't stay private if there is lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit filed by Daniel Snyder. So that was smart. And if Jim Ursay hadn't gone off the way he had, there's a good chance he would have gone off the way he did in the room. Right. Instead of outside the room. Hmm. It's interesting. It is. I mean, it, it makes sense. And I, I think, you know, you said it right. It's it probably it's I, I would think the league really doesn't want Daniel Snyder either. And then they're in that that club that you're talking about where, yeah, we're determined to get a, get them. But we're also determined to cross the T's and dot the I's the right way. So something we say or do doesn't come back to bite us in the butt here when it comes litigation time. It does. It makes sense. That was smart by Jeff well, Pash. Maybe that was. But- Maybe that was part of the plan here. Maybe, maybe somebody, and you know, I don't know. Again, I just, I find. Ursa, I don't want to give him too much credit. I know. I don't want right. to give him too much credit. I know. I know. Sometimes, sometimes it's smart, just sometimes stuff it's happens. Stupid, right? <laughs> sometimes stuff just happens, and yep. there's no plan. Yeah. It just life unfolds. Um, here's what I keep going back to, though, Chris. July one, twenty twenty one. This was masterful by the league office because July one is the day that they announced the punishment of the commanders, not Dan Snyder of the commanders and it was buried at the bottom of the announcement that Snyder would be stepping aside and there were 
reports and contradictions as to whether it was voluntary or involuntary and whether he could come back with the commissioner's approval or without the commissioner's approval. It's just been weird from the get-go. But July 1, it was a Thursday. The 4th fell on a Sunday. So I, I remember this vividly. They, they, they brushed all the evidence under the rug. They had a conference call with reporters, and they said, because we have promised anonymity to some of these former employees, we're not going to reveal any of the facts. And from the get-go, I was like, what is this? Right. Why, you can just change names. I wrote article after article about this. All you do is change the names. The Andrew Cuomo stuff was going down right about the same time. They changed the names of the people who wanted their identities to be protected and not be subject to reprisals. So they, they And they timed it perfectly because Friday the 2nd, Saturday the 3rd, Sunday the 4th, Monday the 5th, a lot of people had Friday and or Monday off. The right. world didn't plug back in until Tuesday. Five days later – Hard reset in the summertime. Nobody's paying attention. It never became a thing. And it may have never become a thing but for the John Gruden emails of roughly a year ago. So I say all this, Chris, because at the time I was confused. And I still am confused. I'm confused about a lot of things. But why are they protecting this guy? Why? why? They don't like him. He's the least popular of all owners. Right. Without question. Yeah. I've talked to enough people in and around the league yes. over the past 21 years to know they don't like him. Right. Okay? Yep. Agreed. So they're not protecting him for him. My first thought was they're protecting themselves against putting other owners in a situation where disgruntled employee starts making accusations, and that's the first domino, and the next thing you know, you got an investigation where it's like getting audited by the IRS. I didn't do anything wrong, but I really don't want anybody poking around in my stuff to look for something because they're going to feel compelled to find something that maybe isn't there. So none of these owners want a Beth Wilkinson, Mary Jo White investigation looking for anything because they may find something or they may think they found something when they didn't. We just don't want that. So that's what I thought at the time was the explanation. We don't want this precedent to be used against us. But but then I, I started to realize at some point over the last year or so that they, they're just afraid of the guy. This was what was encapsulated by the ESPN report. They're afraid of what he will do. They're afraid of what he knows. And that's why some believe that he leaked the John Gruden emails. It's a hell of a warning shot, whether it was just retribution because he was pissed what happened to him and he's got these and maybe he just got a bad taste in his mouth about Jay Gruden and his time is cut, whatever, whatever. It, it was the, you know, the showing of the sword to the rest of the league. Don't mess with me. And that's what culminated in Thursday's report from ESPN, this idea that he believes he's got some sort of protection because they're afraid of him. And and that's what I keep coming back to. They're treading lightly because they know they're going to get a fight in court yeah. and that he's going to fight dirty either in court or out of court, that that's what they believe. I'm not saying he's going to. I don't want to be sued either. But I think they believe and they fear that that's what he's going to do, that that is the, the best explanation for why they tiptoed on eggshells in July of 2021 and why they're being careful now. They know if they make this move, Chris, they're going to have one hell of a fight. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I think that's why we're all tuned into this a little bit. It's, it's, it seems that way. Daniel Snyder, from all evidence, from all due accounts that we've seen you know, through his tenure, yeah, he's willing to go scorched earth. 
And uh, again, yeah, you're not the only one that believes maybe or, or has put out there the fact that, you know, allegedly or whatever else, whatever word you want, I don't want him suing me either, that maybe he is the one that released the Gruden emails. And definitely that's why the NFL has been tiptoeing around this. They're afraid he's going to expose people. They're afraid he's going to expose people. You've been saying that from the start. They're afraid it's going to expose them that, of course, with the Beth Wilkinson thing, they knew some of this crap was going on. So that's the other reason they didn't want to, you know, deal with that or, you know, put it front and center during a a hot media time or when, you know, that's why they hit it that July 4th weekend. It's it's so I think there's a lot of things they got to be careful with here. They're trying to protect their butts from more information coming out and they don't want to make it look like eh, we kind of knew some of this stuff, but we kind of just swept it under the Excellent rug. Point. Right. Excellent point that that has kind of flashed through my brain in the past 16 months or so that at some point someone's going to start asking the league. What did you know and when did you know it? Right. And why did you right. let this mess fester for as long as you did. And and it's occurred to me, and I don't know that there's any merit to it, but Brian LaFamina, who was the president of the organization or had some title, some big title on the business side of the commanders and was only there like seven or eight months and got fired, he's been mentioned by some of these former employees as someone that they went to, someone that, that knew what was going on. Well, he came straight from the league office. And... How crazy is it to think that once he leaves the league office and goes into the commander's organization, known by a different name at the time, and starts seeing all this stuff and experiencing it and getting complaints from employees, you've got a group of coworkers in the league office that you used to be with all the time. How do we know there aren't emails where he says, my God, what a mess this place is? Why has nobody ever done anything about this? Place? Yeah, right. This place needs to be cleaned up. It mm-hmm. needs to be gutted. It needs to. We need. We need. We need. We need new ownership here. I can't believe this is as bad as it is. And then it still continues for a certain period of time before it all really hits the fan. So I, I think your instincts are right. There's an element of when are the hard questions going to be directed back to us for not taking action sooner? I think that's very important. There's another issue here that bubbled up yesterday because. Lisa Banks and, or is it Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz? I think that's it. Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz, the two lawyers who represent more than 40 former Washington employees, issued a letter to Roger Goodell yesterday saying, hey, we've read the ESPN 10,000-word article, and there's something in there about Dan Snyder having a list of the names of enemies that he has, and apparently he's gotten the names of the employees who cooperated with Beth Wilkinson's investigation, even though that was supposed to be all secret. And now now we know why people had private investigators showing up at their houses after they spoke to Beth Wilkinson. So the ultimate irony here, Chris, would be the NFL insisting on not making any of this information public, waving this flag of we're protecting the privacy of the individual employees. And the truth being, if this is the truth, that somehow the names got back to Daniel Snyder, and he still retaliated against them anyway. That's the accusation, and these lawyers are threatening suit against the league for failing to honor their promise to protect these employees if it's true that the names were somehow provided to Daniel Snyder through the league as to who cooperated 
with the Wilkinson investigation. I mean, that if that's true, do you think the league how is despicable? Is that well? I, that's right. I want to go. Is the league that stupid? Like if they if, if, if they are, then I, I don't know. I got to reevaluate my whole thought of the shield. If they gave gave the names to to Daniel Snyder, I mean that, that's where I would just be like, what? Okay, wait, we we got issues here. We're not very smart. We're not as buttoned up as I thought. I, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. I, I mean, I would like to think that that didn't happen, and I'd like to think that if Daniel Snyder did get the names, it's because he's a billionaire and he paid the right people to figure it out, and who knows? They followed the investigators from the NFL to these places. I mean, maybe maybe that's what happened, but damn. I mean, if that's the case where the NFL gave the names to Daniel Snyder, well, th- then crap. Maybe the whole league office needs to be blown up and they got to figure out new leadership because that would be the dumbest move ever. That was another comment that came from the commander spokesman yesterday denying anything about having the information. So there's two sides to all of this, and obviously anything that is directly or indirectly negative toward Daniel Snyder, there's going to be an aggressive response. It's just clockwork at this point. You know it's coming, and you know he's going to defend himself loudly, and it's another reminder that if you ever do make a move on him, there is going to be hell and lawyers to pay. One last thing before we end this segment, because I want to spin it forward here. Someone was asking me last night, where does this go from here? Well, we're waiting for Mary Jo White's investigation. Well, when is she going to conclude her investigation? And I I started thinking about it because I've done investigations like this when I was practicing law. Basically, she'll be done whenever her client tells her it needs the report. That's how the world works. When you're doing work for a client that is paying you a very handsome amount by the hour, you ask them, when do you need this by? When do you need this? And then you work backward. Okay, I need to have this by October 31. Okay, I'll work backward. I'll plan the rest of my month, and I'll get it done. And lawyers will – I was in that life. I mean, we think football coaches work hard, especially lawyers who get paid by the hour because your only commodity is your time. Good lawyers bust their asses, and it is a thankless existence. Yeah, you get paid well, but you're working all the time. And if you get more efficient at what you do, well, you just got to find more work to do to build more hours. You want between 2000 and 3000 a year, and when you start doing the math week by week, that's a lot of work. So whatever it takes, you want this by October 31, I'll bust my ass and get it done by then. It's She's had it for months. So – so my point is this. The league will have it whenever the league wants it. This isn't, this isn't Mary Jo White operating like a judge, and we're waiting for the judge to issue her decision. She's working for the league, so we will get her report whenever the league wants it. So, Chris, for the same reason there was strategy July 1 of 2021 to bury the Wilkinson probe, What's the strategy going to be this time? Yeah. You know, I, I was starting to it's guess not happening during night. the season, right? Uh, well, well, I don't know. I don't know. Look, but, but if it does, what day of the week? A Tuesday? Is that a day? Look, look at how perfect Tuesday was yesterday for all this stuff to hit the fan. If the league wants to create the groundswell, they pick the day, pick the week. You got Halloween coming up. You got the trade deadline. You got an election coming up. You've got Thanksgiving. What day's the best day? What week's the best week? When do we drop this bomb if the goal is to get to 24? And we still don't know what the league office really wants. It could just – there's a chance that, that the commissioner just wants this all to go away. I mean, his job at any given moment consists of herding 32 cats – 
which helps explain why yesterday he was saying in one breath, you know, this speculation isn't good for anybody. And in the other breath, you have a problem with what Jim Irsay said. No, I don't. Well, of course you do. You, you don't want people to speculate and say these things, but he doesn't want to piss off Jim Irsay because he's one of the 32 cats he's got to herd. So it could, it could be that the league office still wants to find a way to engineer an outcome that is status quo. Uh, I, I don't Not know that that still is true. No, I, don't right. th- I think at some point you've got to give in to the fact that yeah, we've gone and this past is all about that. counting votes. You've got to count the votes. You've got to know. Are we at 24 or not? And if we're at 24, then I better bend to the will of the 24. I would be shocked if this came out during the season. I would be shocked. I think a little bit of like, hey, they're going to let it fizzle down and, and you know, they're going to let this play out. But I, I, I would be shocked if the NFL wants this to be the number one story in the league during the football season. That, that's where I just would think that, you know, when I think about it, I think, oh, late February, March, something like that maybe is when we start to hear about this. Yeah, but but bright, shiny objects. Bright, right. Bright, shiny objects. Yeah, right. So right? you're saying because of the, the games time- and all that, it'll just we'll forget about it and be like, yeah, that was a great Monday night game. Hey, by the way, Daniel Snyder, you're right. You're probably yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah and yeah. oh, we got a game on Thursday night. Right, oh, right. we got games on Sunday night. Oh, we got, oh, we got games. We got games. We got games. Mm. Yeah. I mean, maybe around the playoffs. I don't know when there's – when there's even more excitement and attention paid to the games. But they, they do benefit from having to wrestle with this stuff during football season. Because, Chris, we're only going to talk about it today. We're not talking about it tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about the Saints yeah. and the Cardinals. Right. And, and, it's, and, and we've already spent 45 minutes on it. And, uh, but for Jim Irsay yesterday, we wouldn't have spent that much time on it. So I, 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 my, my, my point is this. Mary Jo White is not Judge Wapner, and we're just waiting for her to make a decision. She will make her decision and give her report to the NFL exactly when the NFL says they want it. And there will be a a strategic effort to pick a day and a month based upon whatever the agenda is for the league. Um, There there, uh, may or may not be 24 owners who want to get rid of – Dan Snyder, but there are 31 that want to extend Roger Goodell's contract. There's one who doesn't, though. And that led to another interesting moment on an action-packed Tuesday for the NFL's owners. We'll talk about Jerry Jones doing Jerry Jones things when PFT Live, presented by Google Pixel, continues right after this. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.